Welcome to another special edition of the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Pastor Richard Hill. We are currently recording these sermons at home since the circumstances around the COVID-19 pandemic have caused us to cancel our in-person gatherings for the time being. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open and affirming congregation. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our messages, we hope that you will find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your journey of faith. We invite you to listen with us now. This has been a strange week. Now at this point, you would be perfectly within your rights to say to me, look lady, you may be new around here, but you should know that this has been a strange year. And yes, in fact, that is a big contributor to what's made this such a strange week. You see, I, a total stranger to this place, have been right here this week, while you, the people who love this place, have not been here. Now, let me stop right now and acknowledge that any of our visitors who are watching um, may be new to this place, just as I am, and so I will just encourage you to continue worshiping with us and know that one day we'll all be back here together. Of course, throughout the week, I have heard members' names in conversation, and I've gotten to see many of your pictures on the walls down, down the hall, but with a couple of welcome exceptions, I have not gotten to be with any of you. So it's been a strange week of getting to know this place without its people. Now in our faith, place can be very important. Throughout the Bible, there are stories of major events happening on particular mountaintops or seashores in cities or sanctuaries. In the text that we'll get to hear in just a few minutes, five distinct people ranging in age from 40 days to more than 80 years, five people are brought together in a single place, the temple in Jerusalem. And as I read, listen for what it is that draws each of these people into that holy place. This is from the Gospel of Luke, the chapter two, beginning with verse 22. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law, every firstborn shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what is customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles 
and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after their marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. And at that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As important as place can be in the Bible and in our lives, people are even more vital. And that is precisely how Covenant Presbyterian is able to continue as a community of faith, even while unable to gather in this place. Through technology, that can't live with it, can't live without it, blessing, we are able to join in worship, meet for study and fellowship, give our time and treasure to support the congregation's missions, which are especially crucial now, convene to conduct business, and hold one another and the world in prayer. In other words, to do the work of the people in the presence of God. Today and next Sunday, as we finish the season of Epiphany and prepare to enter the season of Lent, we'll spend time with people who encountered Jesus during his earthly life. Today, from Luke's Gospel, we focus our imagination on two lesser known but so inspiring elders of our faith, Simeon and Anna. First, Anna. Anna is that person who knows all the stuff, where the spare key is, when we last sang some particular psalm, which parts of the sanctuary are warmest in winter. Anna is as much a fixture of this place as the candlesticks are. Few folks can remember when Anna first came to town, maybe 14 years old and newly married to a man who knows how old. Of the tribe of Asher, Anna had been pulled from her ancestral home near the coast, some of the richest farmland in all of Palestine. In her new life, Anna couldn't help feeling lonely maybe a little bored. And lonely and bored can be a dangerous combination in a teenager. But Anna eased her homesickness by serving God. She came here as a bride and she stayed here as a widow. Where else could she go? Because her late husband had no brother, there was nobody to marry her off to, so her patriarchal society had no place for her. Her dowry was gone, but God welcomed her. And so it was to God's house that she came to find new purpose. You know her, inconspicuously doing whatever needs to be done, unassumingly ministering to others. 
and Anna's 24-7 devotion to God has given her a new identity. Anna is a prophet. God's truth comes to her as she fasts and prays. And so when she sees Simeon, another person upon whom God's spirit rests and to whom God's spirit speaks. When Anna sees Simeon enter the place, striding through those doors as if on a mission from God, Anna knows. Anna knows that she, in this place that has sheltered her is now sheltered the Holy One. Anna moves more quickly than she has moved in years, joy radiating from her as she realizes she is suddenly in the presence of the Messiah, the one who is closer to God than even Moses was. Amidst the flood of praise spilling from her lips, Anna gives thanks that Moses was right when he once prophesied to the tribe of Asher, your strength will equal your days. Anna's strength has brought her through tens of thousands of days to this day of days when she welcomes the holy child into his own house. As for Simeon, well, if what matters most to you is your own life, then when the Holy Spirit whispers to you, you won't see death until you've seen the Messiah, you might be tempted to avert your eyes from any potential Messiah sightings, but not Simeon. Simeon is looking. He's heard about the Messiah all his life, but all he has seen with his Messiah-attuned eyes are signs of the Messiah, signs that keep Simeon hopeful, keep him looking. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's a promise from God, there will be fulfillment from God. Years ago, so they say, while studying sacred scripture, Simeon came across Isaiah's words, comfort, oh comfort, console my people, says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And as Simeon read that, the Holy Spirit lit up the room where he sat. A still, small voice sighed too deeply for words. Simeon's heart was strangely warmed, and he vowed to seek this comforter, this consolation of Jerusalem. The voice assured him that he will, in this lifetime, see the Messiah. And that has reoriented Simeon's entire existence. Instead of looking back at the old stories of his tradition, Simeon is focused entirely on what is yet to come. His righteousness derived not from Israel's past, but from its future, from the coming Messiah. You know Simeon, his faith not in what's already done, but in what God is doing today and tomorrow. Simeon's visionary eyes are open to God's new and startling day. So now, 40 days after the birth, when the law requires the proper sacrifice, the parents, as proud as they are poor, bring the newest generation into the sanctuary that has nurtured so many generations. And Simeon, compelled by the Holy Spirit, breaks into a run. His joy is so pure that the young mother does not shrink from him as he lifts her baby, her God, from her arms. 
And thus, the purpose of Simeon's life, the promise of God, is fulfilled. I had us linger over that story because, well, I love it. I love these faithful people. I love the faithful young parents who, like many of us, have brought their new baby into the house of God. They present him in that place, rather like how we present our children at this font for baptism, claiming for them their inclusion in God's ongoing story of grace. And I also love Anna and Simeon, stalwart seekers and servants of God who, like many of us, can look back on decades and decades of faithful living and yet still live each day in grateful anticipation of the new things that God is doing even now. Okay, well, you've, you've probably figured out that each of these five people, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Anna, Simeon, they have, like each of us, been called into their holy place by God Almighty. Because beyond place, and even beyond people, the point of all of this is God. As eager as all of us are for this strange time to end, so that we can all be together in this beloved space. Our true call is ultimately not to any earthly place, but to the throne of God. So, thanks be to God that we are invited to God's table, which by the power of the Holy Spirit extends beyond the confines of this sanctuary to encompass the whole community of saints and to welcome every one of us, wherever you may be. The day will come, church, not this month, not next month, but the day will come when the people of Covenant Presbyterian will again gather in this beautiful place. And what a celebration that will be. In the meanwhile, we celebrate that God strengthens us at this table and indeed strengthens us every day so that we may faithfully participate in all the new things that God is doing, even in this strange time. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. We would normally invite you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But while we weather the storm of the COVID-19 pandemic, we invite you to worship with us online through our website, www.covpresatl.org. Our weekly worship video is posted there each Sunday morning. Our website is also where you can find out more about us and get in touch. We wish you well in these times of upheaval. Grace and peace to you.